Hey, how you doing? What's up? What's up? <laughs> Dick Durbin was just tweeting about how he was co-sponsoring a bill to end our dependence on Russian energy. So I was just chiming in with that. Everybody's all on board with this. You know what I mean? Well, you know, it, it's funny because, you know, what have we talked about several times? Energy diversification. Right. You know, and, and that's where, like, like I said, having a bunch of different vehicles, you know, having yeah. uh, gas, having electric, having, uh, I mean, I'd love to see hydrogen uh, be one of the runners in there. And the more oh, diverse yeah. your, the more diverse your energy sources are, the more diverse your, your energy uh, usage is, the less likely you are to be affected by stuff like this. It is time now for something positive. We might be headed to the promised land the of promised speaking land, the truth the and finding our external liberty once we internally liberate ourselves. Problem can only be solved when there is a kind of coalition of conscience. Of conscience. Because conscience. that is how it works. This is the beginning, it is not the finale, and that's why we're here, and that's why we rally, 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 rally. We've got to be that creative minority, creative minority, creative minority. Find a way to get in the way. I got in trouble. It was good trouble. It was necessary trouble. Frankly, I know we've got to do something. I agree. Somebody said it really easily. The, the best way to get off of dependence of foreign energy is to get off of the dependence of foreign energy. <laughs> you know? Anyway, mm -hmm. hey, welcome to Public Access America. My name is Jason. His name is Jeffrey. We are in a no-fly zone right now, so beware of that. We will shoot you down, Jeffrey. We will shoot you down. <laughs> I'm used to getting shot down. Wait. That's so, something different. At, like at the beginning of the week, I understood that a no-fly zone would be like devastating because we would have to shoot things in Russia that would shoot back at us, and that would start a problem, right? And then it became down to, I was really mad at Israel around Tuesday because I was like, they have that Iron Dome technology. We have this Patriot technology. Why aren't we sending that in and giving it to them? And then somebody finally explained, well, it would take like about a year to train people on how to use that. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. oh, that makes sense. And then I was like, well, what about these fighter jets? Just give Ukraine the fighter jets. And then I was like, well these fighter jets are all tagged with like nato symbols right so it's like that doesn't mean anything it's the the issue is is like for example everybody's like oh well why don't we give them f-22s and f-35s and the answer is their pilots aren't trained on them right That'd be like you know that would be like uh, i mean that would be like me handing you uh you know, uh, I would say like an old English manuscript and tell you to read it fluently. Yeah, right. there are some things that carry over, but you still have to learn how to actually go through the entire thing. <laughs> and, yeah. and that's the and that's the issue is, is that, you know, if Ukrainian pilots were trained on F-15s, F-16s, you know, F-18s, you know, we got plenty of those. We could bring right. those over, but they're trained on mix, you know, the big 29 and, and Sukhoi uh, 25s, I think. And um, yeah, so it's just a matter of, you know, even if, you know, we could hand the technology over, that's not an issue. It's that the right. pilots are trained on it. And so literally, you know, you wouldn't be able, they wouldn't be able to use it. Agreed. And so that's why we're stuck. But holy cow, like 
there was a shipment where the Turks are sending like unmanned fighter drones. That's mm-hmm. cool. The Czechs are sending uh, like rifles and AK-47s. How cool is that? Like Finland mm-hmm. is send, sending these Stinger missiles. Uh, thank you to Poland. Like I, I look down. We don't have any listenership in Russia anymore, by the way, but we do have a listenership in Poland. And thank you to all of our servicemen and women over there and all the volunteers that are taking care of the refugees. That's so that is just so cool and open door. And I hope that I hope we'll get into stories later on about some problems with the process of immigration between Mm -hmm. the border. But right now, I'm just want to say thank you to everybody that's working in effort with Ukraine and hi, Ukraine. You know, I understand you. You can still get us. Thank you to Elon Musk. You know, (laughs) so Mm -hmm. uh, things are working out. What what? I have a few quickies and stuff and stories and stuff, but what really scared you the most this week? You know, uh, the fact that, you know, Putin keeps moving the goalpost and saying, you know, um, you know, if, if you keep allowing soldiers to, you know, former soldiers to cross over into, into Ukraine to fight for Ukraine, we'll consider that an act of war. If you keep supplying, uh, arms to Ukraine will consider that an act of war. If you keep right. adding on sanctions, we'll consider that an act of war. At this point, Russia, you know, Putin, I would say Putin is looking uh, to just f- have his declaration for war. Yeah. 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 And despite the fact that it's like, look, you know, if you, you know, if you want this to end, just go the fuck home. Right. Well, his only strategy now, I think, is to increase it into a world war conflict so that at the end he can say, see, we were all bad. That's his only out. I mean, otherwise, what can he do? He can't withdraw. He can't. There's no way the sanctions will ever be lifted because there's dead bodies. You know what I mean? There's right. There's destroyed property. So even if Russia like said, oh, we're sorry. Yeah, we're to blame. Here's our concessions. You can't you can't fix that because there's dead bodies. And right. that's what confuses me. So I don't know that that was scary. They're overall moving the goalpost, the threats of nuclear um, conflicts, and then shooting at the, I just turned on the news and it was uh, a nuclear plant on fire. And I was like, good Lord. But by the end I was like, all right, everything is okay. But wow, that freaked me out for a good hot yeah. second. You know, what that I mean? was, that was insane. And, and that is, that is absolutely insane. I, and, and, and unfortunately like that, I I don't, I I think that we're going to see more of that in the future. uh, Is that because of stupidity or planning? Yes. Okay. (laughs) That was, that was stupid planning is what that was. Well, I mean, was like Vladimir Putin sitting in the Kremlin going, oh no, like, or was he like, yes, that's what I wanted. So well, I, that's and, what I'm curious about. It's hard to it's hard to say. Like at yeah. this point, it's hard to say. Like what the hell he's thinking anymore? Like right. It's just he's using plans from the 19th century in you know this war, and it's like I don't think he realizes there's social media and nuclear power plants to contend with in a in a chaos driven atmosphere. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, I mean, just the, the fact of the matter that is that he is doing some really fucking dumb stuff. Right. And, and uh, like, uh, I was watching a clip yesterday of, uh, you know, Russian hind, uh, some MiG 24 helicopter just get absolutely decimated by a stinger missile. 
like I don't think you know I don't think his calculation uh, for what an air assault would look like, and and this is and and I would say this is why um, he is not he just rolled over Ukraine is is that in the eight years since Crimea. You know, we had a lot of time to train Ukraine on how to use all of these different weapons. Right. And they have just been absolutely decimating uh, the Russian armed forces in between the Javelin missiles taking out armored columns and the Stinger missiles taking out helicopters. It has left very little for uh, their air force to be able to, you know, fight the Ukrainians. And even Mm -hmm. then, you've had. You know, the Ukrainian pilots are doing a fantastic job uh, with with taking on the Russians, despite oh, using sure. older aircraft and older airframes, you know, and then had, one of the propaganda things you saw going around was, oh, there's no way that a plane like that could take down, the, you know, you know, one of our newer aircraft. And I'm like, yeah. well, if your pilot sure, isn't good. getting any fucking flying time and your pilots aren't that well trained or. Mm-hmm. You know, it was simple, uh, or just the simple fact that you underestimate how hard the Ukrainians are going to fight. Yeah. You know, they got nothing to lose except for their homeland. Right. And the Russian soldiers, they don't want to fight this war. A lot of them are just giving up. They're just, they're just running their trucks out of gas, getting out and going back to Russia. I mean, walking that way, you know? Right. You know, and the number of, the number of people who are, you know, getting captured and, you know, real they're they're it's demoralizing because they were told that they were beating Nazis and, and then they find out they are the Nazis. Right. That they're killing Russians. You know, it's it's really just, you know, it's it's unfortunate. I mean, even Germany had to f- go out and say, look, we're kind of the experts on Nazism and you guys aren't fighting it. Right. That's you know, true. That's, that's pretty that's pretty that's that's pretty oof (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i get it i just ukraine keeps asking for things and i'm like you understand we can't do that like come up with another direction and because they're just crying for a no fly zone and it's like we can't do that is there anything else you know so my simple Here's my simple, stupid idea, right? And that is just to send them American flags and tell them to put them on top of their buildings. I think my thought was when Zelensky applied for the EU, he should have gotten stamped and approved. I think the UK should have sent them paperwork to make them members of the UK. I think America should have made Ukraine a district of America. I think it should have just immediately happened. You know what I mean? And that I would just, be an interesting concept. I mean, we have no precedent in that. And who cares? I mean, Let's do it. Let's try it. This is this is where it's this is where it's really tough right now because, like, for example, you have Finland and Sweden saying, "Look, you know, we're having to redo our calculus. We never wanted to be a part of NATO, but Russia, right. you're literally off your fucking rocker. We don't know that we got much choice, right? And and Putin's just like, "Fuck it, I'll go to war with you too." And it's like. Mm-hmm. That's a terrible idea because if because I guarantee you if you go to war with Finland or Sweden, the Norwegians are coming in swinging. Oh, of course, but we're not. Well, and that's and that's the thing is is that we would at that point. Could we? Mm-hmm. What's the difference? They're not. They're not. They're not NATO members. But right. by by that point, the war is already spreading throughout Europe. And what choice are we going to have? Well, what if he just finishes off Ukraine and then in ten years attack Finland? 
they're not going to have the resources to run that kind of a war for that they're long. Gonna, they'll be in NATO by then. You know, that's my point. Everybody's going to want to. Somebody said Moldova wants to be in NATO. Yeah, Moldova Sweden is general. scared to death that they're next. And the truth is, is he's testing the fences in every country. And mm -hmm. somebody said, who's next? And I said, the weakest one is next. Because <laughs> you know I mean? that's obvious. If that's us, then that's mm -hmm. us. If it's Moldova, Moldova then it's Moldova. If it's Poland, it's going to be Poland. You know what I mean? Well, that's that's one of those things where it, it was uh, Moldova was, I, I want to say they were looking, there was question about whether or not Moldova would become part of, was it Bulgaria? I want to say they're right next to my, I like my geography's good, but it sometimes yeah. is a little bit questionable. So let me pull this up here real well, quick. Countries change names, <clears throat> they change statuses, but that's all done without war, right? empires made these borders even in the uh, romania East. it was romania excuse me it's it's romania oh i so, dig romania man I so romania. um so i couldn't remember if it was bulgaria or romania but it's, it's so it's romania and you know part of why moldova is you know uh, its own country is is that romania and moldova just couldn't quite get along enough sure but if moldova decided to fold back uh, fold into romania then they would be a NATO country by default. Okay. I'm okay with that too. And so, so there's, so there's a bunch of questions in that regard to whether or not you could do that, but then you have this breakaway, uh, uh, autonomous region in Moldova called Transnistria, which they basically was, it was like uh -huh. the Soviet union never quit. All right. So like Dunlop or whatever, whatever they are in Ukraine, those little segments. Oh no, no, no. This is like straight up. Like, they still are communists like actual right they're a separatist region within a country yeah they're a separatist region but it's you know they pretty much they function the way the old soviet union did and they still you know follow the teachings of lenin and stalin and all that other fun stuff like it wow. it's literally like a like a fucking time bubble where it just didn't <laughs> quit it's it, it's 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 crazy to watch it's interesting yeah um but is it, is it prospering no, well, no, and they also have fifteen hundred Russian troops there. All right. I mean, like I, I, I keep saying, communism as a philosophy might work if people just worked it. They're not working the system. They go to kleptocrat pretty quick. Is that's what's happening in that region too? You know? Oh, I guarantee it. I mean, that's yeah. that's exactly what happens with any communist country. You know, I mean, Orwell summed it up in Animal Farm quite quite fantastic. Some pigs are more equal than others, and that's really all right. it boils down to. You know, and that was the difference between communism and capitalism. Capitalism never pretended otherwise. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, that's that's the whole point of it. Once you get rid of everything else and it's only the pigs, then yeah, the lesser pigs are the lessers, right? And it's, it's mm -hmm. there's always going to be inequality. Like I think equality is part of the matrix, like the carrot we chase. You know, oh, absolutely. we're never going to have it, but it's always fun to try. You know well and, and and you know that's one of those things like you know why i you know it's it's one of the biggest reasons why i don't believe in banning books no matter how fucking dumb they are like like i'm sorry but you know when you look at the communist manifesto on paper it looks fantastic right practice never works it will never right. work and everybody keeps going well but that wasn't real communism but that wasn't real communism it's like you understand that the way that all of these communist movements started out look a lot like what quote unquote real communism was supposed to be mm -hmm. but it only takes about 20 years and then all of a sudden it 
looks exactly like what it looked like in China, in the Soviet Union, in Cuba, in Yugoslavia, in any you name any communist country, and it exactly goes that direction every single time. Why? Yep. Because power corrupts, and you put people in power, they're going to inevitably take as much as they can, and especially when they can sell a good enough lie that everybody's going to be equal. Right. No, I, I think I, I'm a big fan of the movie Gandhi, and I know what the UK did to oppress places like India and Australia and the Bermuda, Bahamas. You know, the way they treated the people, there was no equality there, and right. those people all had to fight for it. But I just don't, I, I think communism might work, and I just think like that's the same thing they think about capitalism in 10 years capitalism will always go to this funding for ourselves that's rich at the top mentality well and, and that's but they and, all and, they all stray through socialism you know what i mean that's, it's and that's the thing is is like you know i would say that what you see with you know the with communism where you have that group of people uh that you know tend to take advantage of and have the most wealth and you know that group in capitalism mm -hmm. you know those are those are juxtapositions of each other they're at complete opposite ends of the spectrum and the reality is, is is that you know when you look at communes they work on a very small scale right i'm and, thinking and, of sunny ukraine the old place you know, that yeah and 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 that's the thing is 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 it's uh, well and that's you know, like ukraine's not even communist they're not even close to that no but there was a there was a city called um sunny where communism was like the utopia that russians came to ukraine and made this place sunny and it was like a co-op just like we always yeah. talk about and yeah, oh, yeah you're right in a in a small community level it works with the group working for the whole right and that's and that's the thing is is that you know it it's really easy for it to work on small scales why because everybody knows everybody and the idea of screwing somebody over doesn't feel good right but the moment that it moves into any type of a larger scale it starts to fall apart really quickly and and i get why you know everybody yeah. values and that's and that's part of the problem is is that everybody values their work their labor their anything differently mm -hmm. and so it's it's really unfortunate that uh it's really unfortunate that people don't see that right it's, it would you know i would love it if all of us could actually work together all of us have equality of opportunity equality of outcome equality of any number of given things but the reality is is that no matter how hard you try that's never going to be the case that doesn't mean that we should just give up and say fuck it free for all like what we're seeing on the, the other end of the spectrum right. of capitalism but, you know, I mean, even if you look at Biden's State of the Union, you know, capitalism without competition is not capitalism. <laughs> right. And he's a capitalist. Exactly. And that's and that's one of the things that you and I have talked about several times is, is that, you know, you have to have effective competition. And, you know, and unfortunately, like especially in our conversations around, you know, prescription drugs and all of that, there is no effective competition. Right. You know, the competition is between the hospitals, not between the companies. And that's the difference. Right. The profits are going to restrict competition, not to make their product better. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, just on a brief note, Facebook still has Instagram and WhatsApp up in Russia. You know, a lot of people pulled out and there was another story that Shell has agreed to buy discounted Russian oil. So there's a boycott going on on Twitter with uh, 
shell. So check that out. I want to say just really quickly, uh, Florida is closed right now to tourism. I wouldn't, I wouldn't come here right now. I did want to say that. I just want to warn and caution people because it's getting to be summertime and you might want to take a trip to Florida. Right now, they're creating policies to discriminate against LGBTIA uh, women, children, immigrants. The last two bills were an abortion ban and uh, immigrant discrimination bill. So honestly, if you do come here, you're you're tourism dollars are going to go and fund more policies like this and it just it's just something has to stop and honestly if i'm going to tell you if you do come here for a vacation uh four out of the 10 people that help you from valets to waitresses to that little person in the disney costume they're homeless they don't have um health insurance they don't have a living wage and they're still taking care of you and they're being told your tips will make up for that. So, I mean, go to California, you know what I mean? Go to Texas. If you want, I hate Texas. No, don't do, what don't I, even do Texas. What I'm saying, if you're a conservative looking for a conservative state, this just, it isn't it. And if you come here and you are anything other than a white Caucasian cisgendered male, you're, you could face discrimination and, and that could happen anywhere. And the state is okay with that. So I just, I want to ask people not to come to Florida, please. It's, 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 it's really interesting how the party of, you know, less government supposedly keeps finding ways to create more government. Right. And that's, and that's the, that, you know, for me as, as somebody who, who really likes the idea of less government and this party claiming that that's exactly what they do. They Mm -hmm. continuously add in new, uh, pieces of government and new enforcement and new government overreach and it's just absolutely wild to me oh you know the courts are gonna are gonna argue all of this and he's just hoping that all gets to the supreme court and he's president by the time that happens you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like but i was thinking about this don't say gay ban and we were talking about that and i was like well i don't understand who's talking about penises and vaginas at the age of 3 up no that's 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 up to third grade and that that includes 9 and 10 year olds and to me that's devastating that's devastating to somebody that's looking at a world around them and trying to come to terms with them themselves in it and being restricted and getting a buzzer and electric shock every time they journey towards the word pansexual or non-binary. And that just, that disgusts me. And so don't come here. Like it's, yeah, that's, it's it's, cringe. It's cringe. It's it's high cringe. It's, It's insane to be perfectly honest. And I don't understand why it is a thing that even needs to to come up i mean yeah. realistically speaking it's like you know we never addressed sexuality in school like i i think i think even for my kids i want to say it was like fifth or sixth grade when they finally started talking about you know general health and sex and sexuality and it's like sure. you know oh there's you know there are more than one type of attraction out there and it's like mm-hmm. oh oh okay but there's ways you know, to go from that point forward. Like mm-hmm. we, I grew up in a different generation than you. I I mm-hmm. went to a friend's house. His dad had Playboy magazines. That's how I discovered life, right? But mm-hmm. we all have a different way of discovering that journey. And it might happen with your peers at school, right? And oh, that, God. 
then that's the thing. When you all start sitting at a lunch table together because you're all relating, then suddenly you're discriminated against. And if you can't address that discrimination, then you can't solve it. And those kids continue to get picked on, you know? You know, it's it basically, you know, when it comes to LGBTQIA community and whether or not, you know, as a straight person, you need to like open your mouth. Think of about, think of it like Russia and Ukraine. Go the fuck home. Right. Leave them alone. You don't need to be involved. Period. That's End right. Of story. That's right. It's if, if, if somebody chooses to involve you in that, it's because they think that you're the kind of person that they could talk to, that, that they, that you're a safe person to talk to. Mm-hmm. You're not going to, you know, think of them as another. And, and really that's, that's all it boils down to. And, and this is why I can't stress this enough. Everybody go home. Yeah. Get your nose in your own fucking business. Right. You got your own shit to deal with. Exactly. Fucking leave other people alone. Like let them do them. And that's all there is to it. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like, it's, you know, I'm not a religious person. I'm not showing up to fucking churches with pro to protest. Right. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not showing up to any of these other things. It's like, it ain't my fucking business and okay. it ain't your fucking business either. And you know, there, there are times and places where we got to have some common ground. You know, everybody's a little bit different uh, in what they view as common ground. Me personally, mm-hmm. you know, uh, one of the more recent ones is, you know, watching people, you know, cheer on the fact that, you know, the Ukrainian government is handing out fully automatic weapons to its citizens because of right. the invasion. But the same people that are cheering on that refuse to even entertain the idea that, you know, one of us would have a gun period. And right. that's, and, and, and that's a, that's an issue in and of itself. It's like, is the issue, the gun is the issue, the government, because if it's the government, let me tell you something about why you'd want to own that gun, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we've, and other things that we've talked about, realistically speaking, like, you know, yeah, Ukraine is in a unique situation. Um, when it comes to an invasion, yeah, they've got Russia at their doorstep. For us, the only country that is even remotely capable of potentially watch, well, launching a land war against us would be China, and they're not going to fucking do that. Right. They're not going to screw up their status quo for a land war, period. Mm-mm. No, they're going to wait until Russia <laughs> is strangled and almost out of oxygen and then off them, offer them a pittance for a pound, you know? Russia's exactly. going to get raped by China at the end of all this. But think about, I think those, so there's these kids and they're discovering things. Like, do your kids understand that non binary is the base at school now? I think younger kids just assume that everyone else is non binary until they are something. And there's a freedom to that. You know what I mean? But there's kids being weird about discovering it. And like in Florida, you can't create a social group at school inclusive of the LGBT. So it's very difficult for them to find other people that are also questioning this stuff. And so it's just, it's really difficult. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Seattle's a little more liberal when it comes to that, which I find so surprising. (laughs) I mean, yeah, there's, you know, there's definitely some, more you know liberal ideas about it but you know what it boils down to is is that you know i'm the kind of you know and this is where i piss everybody off it's like look there's a group of people who want to pray at school let them pray at school if there's a group of people who want to discuss non-binary and trans politics at school let them discuss it right when it comes to the freedom of exchange of ideas the more normal your you know your relation with other groups are the easier it becomes you know 
I know plenty of people who are, I would consider themselves very conservative and Christian. They have nothing against trans folks at all. In fact, you know, some of them have friends that are trans and, you know, even some of those friends don't understand, you know, some of the politics that one group or the other has. And it's what it boils down to is, is that, you know, we, we've talked about this so many times people tend to lump it's like oh if you're black you have to be a democrat never mind the fact that there's you know this extremely conservative devout religious group of black people you know it's it's a weird it's a weird idea that you would have anything like this or or the fact that you know there would be you know lgbtqia people that are of you know very firm in their gun ownership you know because because owning a gun is a conservative value it's like no like it's meant to it's meant to protect yourself against any oppressor and if you feel that your oppressor is the government what better way to keep yourself from being oppressed than by making sure that you have the ability to ensure your rights the reason that the second amendment uh, you know the reason the first amendment uh, exists and is alive and well is in in this country is because the second amendment exists sure okay I, th- I don't think people understand that a democrat in florida is closer to a republican than a, a republican in california you know what i mean like it's, and like there's joe manchin people would consider him a like a republican in any other state but he is a liberal in his state and there's all these varying degrees to everything you know what i mean yeah there, it, it's this monolithic behavior because we can't comprehend 7 billion differences. We got to find the similarities. So we were this thing that constantly congeals in combined efforts and then dissipates because we have minute perspectives that go beyond generalization. Wow. I can't believe I spit that out that well. <laughs> nice. That was a good one. Nice. So uh, let's see. How about we're going to get back to a, a Putin Trump thing. I had a thought. So, Here's the real question with both of them, and it's basically either they were smart enough to know what they were doing was wrong and a lie, or that they're lying, or they're so stupid that they can't see that they're being manipulated and that what they're doing is wrong, right? So Mm -hmm. either they're stupid or they're evil. And those are the two choices that we're using to, uh, I don't know, to compare the two. You know what I mean? (laughs) And on that note, I want to say, I feel like we've kind of handed Joe Biden a broom and asked him to clean up a mess. And then we just keep pointing to things and going, you missed a spot. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. maybe we could, maybe we could help sweep that up. Um, So Lindsey Graham said we should kill kill, uh, Vladimir Putin. Oh, that was dumb. You know, it's these things. I I woke up in the middle of the night to see Lindsey Graham on Fox News saying we should kill Vladimir Putin. And I wasn't sure if it was a dream or not, because I have never in my life watched Fox News. And I was like, well, that's not good. (laughs) And so I woke up and I was so happy to see that others, not just me, had seen that and said, that's not good. Is that not good? That is not good. Um, That isn't good, right? It is not good. You know, for the same reason, for the same reason that Vladimir Putin trying to assassinate Zelensky is not good. Like it's, it's, it's a war crime. It really is. And, you know, and that's the thing is, is that we have, especially as Americans, we have to get used to the idea of we, we need people to face justice for their crimes and not give them the easy way out of just, you know, having their their brains blown out in a bunker yeah 
So realistically speaking, assassinating a leader, bad decision. In fact, it's kind of what led to World War One. <laughs> so it's, I'd rather not I'd rather not have like, you know, the 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 odd world wars start with a world leader assassination, but right. unfortunately that uh Republicans were high on the hog of going down into Central and South America though and killing leaders, putting in new oh, ones and giving them a buttload of money to be nice. Well, so, were the Demo- so were the Democrats though. Right. So. So we know how killing leaders goes, right? Yeah, we're we've been pretty good at that, and that's not right. th- that's a bad decision. <laughs> it doesn't work the way that you think it does. You end up right. putting in somebody who grows well, to hate yeah. you even more than the last group of people did. Whereas yeah. if you would have just like built a working relationship with the people that you weren't necessarily thrilled with, you probably would have had a lot more stability. Right. So <sighs> uh our dependence on Russian oil is 7% of our usage. Um, So that's, that's like, to me, it's like a drug addiction, right? We've acknowledged that we have an addiction and we can go cold Turkey or we can try and maintain. I don't Mm -hmm. think maintaining works. So what are the options to like alleviate some of this stress? Right. So we have to, you have to remember, there's a lot of, there's a lot of different potentials out there. You have, you have a lot of homes that are still fired by natural gas. For example, you have a lot of homes that you have a lot of vehicles that still use oil. The reality is, is, is that if you want to remove that dependence on any foreign oil, not just Russia, not just the Saudis, you, what you have to do is you have to put in the infrastructure and you have to put in the the mechanisms for producing and harnessing alternative fuels and you have to diversify that source period end of story yeah. you know i think one of the biggest issues like especially is you know for like people most most average people is is that you know they've got a car that works just fine but the idea of going in and you know having their car um, you know, trading in their car for an electric one and having all of that expense is just, it, it's too much for them, right. which is why I would love to see, you know, more, you know, I'd love to see more companies come up with retrofitting ideas sure. and, and, you know, I'd love to see GM have a retrofitting, uh, uh, say for example, a retrofitting division where they come up with ways that they can take old cars, remove all of the mechanical components, put in, you know, drop in, you know, the electrical components and convert that way. And then suddenly, voila, you have this electric vehicle that, you know, still mechanically sound. You could just recall all the old cars for retrofitting. <laughs> or you know, or you know, offer people the ability to you know finance retrofitting the car. Like Ooh. I love my car. Like I think it's great. But you know, because it has you know a, a combustion engine, I know that at some point I'm going to have to do a bunch of work to it in order to keep it going. And at some point, that engine and transmission are going to give out. Like that's right. just the reality of of having that many mechanical parts. Whereas when you have an electrical engine you have a lot fewer components that means that there's a lot fewer things that can go wrong that means that you know instead of having you know this humongous knowledge of where it's gonna where you're gonna have to go yeah sure it's not gonna be like the new prius where you've got sensors out the ass but if you're looking for something that's going to get you from point a to point b and be a hell of a lot cheaper to fill up yeah 
your electric car is good. You know, that's going to do a hell of a lot for you. And especially like if you're investing in solar and, and wind, um, you know, like if, if you're looking at community options, like we've talked about, for example, or, you know, even just, you know, setting your own house up to be able to supply you with solar, supply your car with solar or wind, like there is a great reality in which all of these older models could be upgraded to be electric vehicles. In fact, I saw somebody did uh, an old school Ford F100 as an electric truck. And I love that classic look of those old vehicles, but you know, it's that, you know, it, it, there's the bummer of losing that old that old engine because some of those old engines man there's just something about them but at the same time too the idea that you could take something that is still more than mechanically sound give it some upgrades and suddenly you have a 21st century vehicle that looks like something out of the 50s or 60s or 70s that's fucking great that's awesome yeah Okay. I was, um, <laughs> I think that's an important message everywhere. We, I mean, this is, this, this is just another nudge saying we should go environmental, you know, we should go green. That's well, just it. And that's, and I mean, that's the reality is, is that, you know, the only chance that you're going to have to then, you know, fuck with somebody's economy is if you figure out how to blot out the sun. And if you do that, you're going to kill everybody. Right. But yeah. So, but that's more long-term. I was thinking kind of short-term things like uh, opening up American places like, you know, Biden, Biden drastically cut the the domestic drilling and stuff. We could open up that. And somebody had mentioned um, signing, sign the nuclear nuclear deal with Iran so we can release their oil. You know what I mean? So in the short term, we just got to get off of the Russian stuff, I think, and then we can get off of the other stuff. I mean, the, yeah, and this is where the other problem is, is the fact that there's an oil cartel to begin with. Right. You know, and, and unfortunately, that's not something that we're going to change. Just remember, cartels are not a good thing. Whether it's drugs or oil, it's all bad. Well, it'll change in the next 50 years, but we're trying to get through the next four years with this Russian aggression. And I right. think, the, like I said, the sanctions are going to be permanent. We just have to get used to that. Like, we can't go back. We mm-hmm. have to cut them out entirely, and it's better to do it now. And I understand, like, Europe is, like, 86% reliant on their natural gas and all the other stuff that comes from Russia. We got to stop that. We just right. we just do not. Now it's like something major happened and we can't suck up to the abuse this is and, you know? and and i would say that you know this is a great example of why mass public transit is that was where i wanted to go when you were talking was yeah just mass autonomous fucking electric that goes everywhere transportation <laughs> and, and that's you know like i mean we've got it on a very small scale here in olympia but mm-hmm. um the reality is this is that you know if i you know walk for about 10 minutes i'll be at a bus stop and and from there you know all i got to do is hop on i don't have to worry about fares i don't have to do right anything like that. and to me that's that's a fantastic way you know like especially if gas prices get out of control i'll probably be walking to the bus stop this summer sure. and, Bi- and biking is amazing too biking yeah get myself some exercise because god knows i need it you know and and that's perfectly fine like mm-hmm. there is those are some great things that we can all do in order to make sure that we're gonna you I know like this have... idea ride your bike once a week to save save uh ukraine ride your bike once a week to save ukraine i like this 
I mean, absolutely, you know, take the bus yeah. to save Ukraine. Well, we know? all have this pent up energy that there's nothing we can do. Go for a bike ride. <laughs> when you come right. back, you'll be like, I get did your, something. Yeah. Get yourself a nice, comfortable bike and, and get yourself yeah. out there. Right. I mean, that's, that's something that I need to do. That's for sure. Well, yeah, we all need a more exercise, I think. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's cool. And I wanted to say Georgia is super pissed. The country like they're mm-hmm. like. Oh yeah! Wow, we can protest. <laughs> so I'm so happy. I did want to get in the fact that like Georgia is all over that shit. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, nope, it's fantastic. Mitch McConnell says that plan we talked about last week. Um, by the way, Rick the Rick the Republicans' plan to rescue America from all the great they made they left last time. And um, Rick says, yes, yes, that is the plan. So even when given the chance, and I tagged Rick every day last week with that episode because it cracked me up. Rick, the Republicans plan to rescue America. One of my greatest titles, you know what I mean? And he says, yeah, he's doubling down. He's like, I want to tax seniors. I want to tax people on disability. I want to tax everybody. I want to shut down Medicare. I want to shut down Medicaid. I want to get rid of Social Security. I want to cut the budget and get rid of everything that is welfare. So that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. McConnell wasn't exactly very thrilled with, with Rick Scott over that one. Yeah. I just think right now we have Republicans that are happy to be senators and we have Republicans that want to be president. And right now the people that are trying to jockey for position as president are really destroying everything going on now, (laughs) you know, it makes it so hard for Republicans to be normal when there's a Rick Scott or a Marco Rubio shouting about crack pipes or elder Mm -hmm. elders, not paying their fair share. (laughs) Right. Okay. Let's see. I already did that. Right. Yeah. Okay, good. So there is an issue, dude, that I never even thought of when it comes to Ukraine. So mm-hmm. there's there's people, refugees, they're fleeing Ukraine. Some mm-hmm. of them are non-binary. Some of them are transgender. And there's transgender people that are having a real difficult time crossing because their passport doesn't match their sexual mm-hmm. uh, presentation. You know, and I never even thought about that. When I think about this, I think about people fleeing in Poland going, get in here. You know, I never think of them like stopping African students and saying, oh, you're black. No, this is going to take longer. Just get them in the country. Right. And I didn't want to complain about Poland at the top of the show because they're, I mean, what, 1.2 million people. And we've heard about two like stories. So they're doing a fantastic job, but wow i never thought about transgender folks oh and i think that's one of those things where it's like we we don't we don't tend to think about how difficult it is for anybody to cross the border number one let alone anybody who has you know presents very differently from what is on their paperwork right you know and 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 that's a that's an issue here in america even you know but imagine having to flee to another country right with paperwork that says one thing and people, you know, looking at who's in front of them and going, this doesn't match up. Right. Not get in here. We'll <clears> worry <throat> about it later. Right. Right. <laughs> Turn around, go back. I don't, that one just and doesn't. That's, and I think that's, you know, that's why like, you know, I, a lot of uh, countries have started to change their, uh, their passport system to allow for a 
you know, quote unquote, third gender option and allow people to update, you know, their information. So that way it, it makes them, it makes their paperwork and their, their presentation match up. Right. And so, and so like, that's, that's one of those things that that's a great thing, but there's still a lot of countries that have yet to get that far. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, whether it's, you know, people going on vacation, whether it's people that are, you know, having to flee an active war zone, it's something that has to be taken into consideration. Right. And, you know, it, oftentimes, you know, this is especially something that I kind of studied, you know, it's n- not in terms of necessarily world politics, but um, just in terms of, you know, like, like data and usage, you know, we often, we often don't necessarily, we, we think about our point of view when we're designing something. And when we go and test something, that's when we find out that from somebody else's point of view, that something that we designed isn't exactly correct. Right. You know, and it's, it's called inclusive design. Um, and so you start to see different interpretations, different presentations, your word choice doesn't necessarily, you know, hit the mark, but by updating your word choice, everybody's like, Oh yeah, no, that, that all makes sense across the board. Right. Other. And just other, you know, it's you know, and that's the thing. It's like nobody wants to just be called other. You know, that's 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 the I do. reality of it. I think I think that's the only way that we can increase these policies is by marking other every chance we get. Just yeah, human. Period. Human. Yeah, human. I like that. I mean, it doesn't matter if I'm right. a male or a female when I'm getting on a plane or crossing a border. Like I like I, we, I've always said, unless it's between me and my doctor, nobody else needs to know what's in my pants. That's how I feel about it. Like when yeah, I applied it's... for apartments, I put other, what race are you other? What gender are you other? You know, like the podcast, my emails, non-binary, because I, that's what I believe. I don't believe that we should be tagging ourselves that way. You know, exactly. You know, if, if somebody wants to tag themselves that way, great. If somebody doesn't want to tag themselves that way, great. To me, it's a matter of, you know, it shouldn't it shouldn't matter how a person tags themselves in fact i would argue that in a lot of cases it shouldn't just be collected period end of story yep me too okay and so you know it's it's not necessarily <laughs> just it's not necessarily just that you know you have this third option it's you know something that just shouldn't be collected you know and and, right. and it boils down to it's the government's job to make sure that you know the person presenting themselves matches up with the paperwork that's given to them and right. if the government confirms it then who the hell cares exactly okay i just don't I, whether I don't, or not a I, government will confirm that is now a different I, I think it'll change like um washington oh, state was one of the first states to actually offer the non-binary designation on their driver's license mm-hmm. and uh california started going with that i like it i don't i hope it doesn't diminish the non-binary advocacy by advocating that everyone should just be non-binary like in public, you just you should just be non-binary. You know what I mean? To me personally, mm-hmm. that's how I look at it. It's an easier way. The same as, you know, he, she, we're all they. Like the default should be they. If you don't know or you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings, it's all right to call a male presenting pres- presenting person they. You know what I mean? It's okay to call a cisgendered male they. It's fine. It's not going to hurt their feelings. But if you actually get somebody that prefers they they're going to like that so get used to it you know what i mean i mean even like for example in german when you use formal it's very neutral like formal that. is very neutral language and mm-hmm. and and even in german there's been a real shift towards you know marking things as more neutral and i think that's fantastic sure you know 
in a, in a lot of cases, like, especially in English, like, you know, most of our descriptors are neutral, you know, a, and the things like that. Mm-hmm. Right you now, know? I think it's Norway somewhere in the Netherlands. They're, they're grade schools. They just call people hens. All they're all hens. They're not boys. They're not girls. They're just hens that can play together. And I like that. Hmm. So, you, you know, to me, it's, it's one of those things where there's, there's so much to learn, mm-hmm. but if you make it a point to exclude people, don't be surprised when they're pissed off. Right. And don't go out of your way to exclude people. So it's, it's women's history month, Jeffrey. Isn't that exciting? Mm-hmm. Just it for is. the record, I wanted to announce it for the month. My pronouns will be she and her because I'm in solidarity with women. I, I, you know, we always go back to the old timey women when we're like, "Ooh, who should we just talk about for Women's History Month?" And I purposely didn't think of any. I didn't research any. I didn't look for any special women to promote because I think they all should be promoted. Is there any woman living doing something right now that you can think of off the top of your head? I'm doing the same thing, by the way. I purposely didn't put anything in the note because i wanted to know just randomly who what women are inspiring to us just off the top of our heads without them trying to do it for a month you know you know and and i think this is one of those things where it's it's really tough in that um there are so many out there that you know we have there's so many women out there that we have to be proud of and so many women that have done some cool things and and it's not even just about recognizing the ones that are doing what they're doing now. It's about recognizing the ones that have done some amazing stuff in the past. I mean, mm-hmm. you look at, you know, like currently you've got, you know, the woman who developed the thorium reactor. I think that's fantastic. You have the, right. you know, you have the woman who helped develop the mRNA vaccines. I think that's right. amazing. Um, but then you have things like we don't even necessarily think about that we take for, you know, we kind of take for granted, like, like, uh, Hedy Lamar, for example, where she is the, you know, she is the creator of modern Bluetooth technology and, and frequency hopping, hmm. you know, I did not know that. beauty, beauty and brains. Oh, she was a genius. You know, Hedy, that was how Hedy, we, isn't that the name of the mayor or governor in blazing saddles? Um, Hedy Lamar, what the fuck? Yeah, it is. I think so. Yeah, I think so too. Wow, that's so interesting. Sorry not to get you off the tangent because I really liked where that was going. <laughs> Public Access America. It's always funny because, like, especially because as you know, libertarians, we get a ton of shit, even amongst other libertarians. <laughs> I think political philosophy is a lot like religion, and where there's moments you have to go on faith and trust what somebody else is saying. The main, the main focus is it's just like less dependence on the government because, well we've seen how that's gone and you don't have to do that if you think about it in a human way you know more dependence on connections with each other but you can always bring it back to what would one human do for another what would a hundred do for a hundred people looking out for people find public access america anywhere you find your favorite podcast every sunday and thursday and join the chat on youtube at public access america every sunday noon eastern 9 a.m pacific communities looking out for community public access america history in the making, making history in the making, in the making, in the making, in the making, in the making. Yeah, so I mean it's 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 absolute it's absolutely incredible when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Hedy Lamar, born Hedvig Ava, uh, Eva Maria Kiesler. Uh she's from Austria. She was Austrian born. That's awesome. Yep. So it's it's 
quite incredible when you think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that, you know, she basically, you know, the reason why we were able to have our nice little Bluetooth earbuds that we, you know, listen to, it's, it's her. She's the reason why, she, you know, she invented this frequency hopping technology that kept the Germans from jamming our, our radio signals. Wow. I did not know that. We're going to, I'm going to have to put that in a note and talk more about that. Cause that's cool. <clears throat> oh, it's Headley Lamar. That's blazing saddles. Headley, and they, the joke was you. they kept calling him Hedy Lamar. Right. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's now that I remember it, I was like, Wait a minute. I know that it's not that up. Oh, it's heavy. Yeah. Right. Uh, I got the idea because I listened to this podcast called Hysteria and it's a female based podcast. And I thought to mm-hmm. myself, nobody's promoting like Alyssa Mastromonaco, who actually worked in the, the Obama White House. Right. And she was just amazing. And she's on the podcast and she's just one of those humans that's super nice and super sweet, but very direct in her advocacy. And I like people like that. And uh, I like Ilhan Omar, you know, Um, she takes a lot of grief and she has a lot of stands that I agree with, but she just wants to jump to the finished product and say, let's pass it and forget about it. But I want, I want discussion on reform i don't want a bunch of people that don't talk to people reforming something without getting my input first so you know and i would also you know i would also shout out liz cheney i don't necessarily agree with all of her politics but the fact of the matter is is that you know she's she's facing a very hostile party that has you know essentially changed into something that you know i would argue shouldn't be called republican anymore right you know and uh, you know and and she is having to face you know, she's facing down any number of issues because, you know, she refuses to stand in line. You know, I mean, Adam Kinzinger has gotten, a, you know, some flack, but he hasn't caught nearly the amount of flack as Liz Cheney has. Right. They attacked her, you know, they're oh, attacking absolutely. her right now. Yeah, that's a great one. I don't. Yeah, I don't, don't agree. I don't agree with her. And, no. and you know, in the real realistically, she, I think she, she was one of the House reps that voted most in line with Trump. Let's be real yeah, honest. She voted like, against the American Rescue Plan, um, Build Back Better, all of that stuff. She voted against that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I mean, she, she, you know, she actually she pretty much toes the line of what you would expect a Republican, to, a, a past Republican, to toe the line with. But the reality is, is that you know she she saw the same issue with Trump that a lot of people who were conservative had with Trump and, and that's what led them to vote for Biden. Right. You know, it wasn't that, you know, it wasn't that Trump, you know, didn't have conservative policies. It was that Trump was a power hungry maniac and he was going to do whatever he could to keep that power. And, Trump, you know, Trump that's had no policies. People around him had conservative policies. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's that too. So, I don't think he had any policy other than filling his own pocket and nothing oh. makes me laugh more than part of the wall falling down. You made me so happy this whole week. I just kept thinking about, you know, the wall falling down. So thank you for that. I like it. I'm going to stick with Liz Cheney. I like that one. We should you, support her. You know, it, it's, I mean, I, I support her through the investigation. I don't necessarily support policies and that's, and that's perfectly fine. John McCain always said that, you know, reasonable people can have reasonable disagreements you attack right. the method and not the man right and and this is you know very much the case you know i'm 
I guarantee you that there are people out there that I'm going to have disagreements with simply mm-hmm. because I don't agree with their policy. I don't agree with the way that they're trying to get there, but right. that doesn't mean that I, I value them any less. Yeah. I and, mean, that's why I attacked Marco Rubio the way I did. It wasn't because I hate him. It's because I wanted him to be a better Republican. You know what I mean? And then on the news one day, I heard, well, the Democrats and Marco Rubio are in agreement. And I was like, did I do something? (laughs) Which part of what I said to him, like got through to him. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And that's, and that's just it is, is that, you know, there are places where we can agree Mm -hmm. and, and those have to be fleshed out period. End of story. But how do we find where we disagree? And there's a solution to it if we're just automatically solidified at a bulkhead against each other, you know? Well, that's the problem with current politics is is that we might agree on the end goal, but because we don't do my version or your version, we just aren't going to do any version. And that's just dumb. Right. Yeah. It's a a stalemate. And that's where we were on abortion and guns. Democrats were like, we won't go after your guns. You don't go after abortion. And then. They went against abortion. So now it's going against guns and now there's a new battle. Please donate. I'm getting, Hey, will you help me? Will you donate? No, I won't donate. Sorry. We don't believe in donating. I'll, I'll donate my time and effort, you know, sorry, Nikki freed. I really like you. She is the agriculture commissioner that has won statewide going against Ron DeSantis. And you will find us promoting her and Val Demings on Twitter, but I'm not going to give anybody money. Sorry. I can't afford it. You know, (laughs) Oh man. All right. I think in the next hour, we're going to talk about our, um, lizard people mentality because, you know, the Republicans are onto us. We are lizard people and we have to eat babies to maintain this luscious skin. But I think there's a misconception that we, we can eat minority babies, but we can't, we'll just turn brown then. So we need, you know, rich entitled, babies to feed on white babies <laughs> jesus christ i'm just stalling i'm just stalling at the end of the show i'm sorry having a good time yeah, i mean it's a teaser it's a teaser <laughs> next on eating babies on live stream no yeah that's what the fuck no it's it's one of those that's that's uh, yeah i love i love a good conspiracy theory that's the thing is i love a good one this isn't even good right it's not even good no Oh, just it makes me laugh. So, like, like you know, my favorite conspiracy theory, like, I, you know, especially like kind of going back. Yeah, what is your favorite since, conspiracy theory? You know, my favorite conspiracy theory was MK Ultra. That one was fucking wild. What's that? Why don't I remember so, that? Well, that was probably because you were part of MK Ultra. No, um, <clears throat> so MK Ultra. So there was this there was this conspiracy theory that went around for a long time that you know the American government was working on mind control. Oh, turns yeah, out, yeah, yeah, yeah. Turns out we were we were using things like LSD and you know and other things like psilocybin. We were trying to mix chemicals in order to figure out like if we could you know tamper with somebody's water supply, could we essentially cause chaos and panic and and control it turns out it turns out that if you just send somebody on a bad trip that's not mind control and so all of that work that they did you know there was this you know this whole list of issues uh that you know the government was trying to do that and then when the paperwork for mk ultra comes out we find out oh yeah we really did that and that one was fucked up or uh you know the whole 
your government is spying on you. Oh, our government would never do that. Then we find out from Edward Snowden about PRISM and how they really were just spying on ordinary Americans. There's finger technology in every city and on the border. It's being used against immigrants too. And that just, it collects all the data and information that goes to any cell tower. It just collects it. That's what happens in Tallahassee. They have stinger technology. Yeah, you're being recorded and watched all the time. Mm-hmm. Let's see. So my favorite was actually the Space Force thing, right? Like oh my people, God. people believe that there's a mission to Mars. And I, it dawned on me, we have an atmosphere because we have a core that rotates, creating a magnetic field mm-hmm. that allows protection from the solar flares, right? Something that Mars does not have. So even if we go and terraform and create the polar ice caps to drip down on the planet and create this new atmosphere, the first temporary or small solar flare that comes along is going to rip it apart. We're never going to be able to populate Mars. And I think that's so funny. Like nobody thinks about that. Like, is it really Jason? Like, is Elon Musk planning to go to Mars based on the fact that we might be able to terraform the planet into a usable place? No, no. He's not, I'm not smarter than Elon Musk, right? Well, I think that there's (laughs) like, I think one of the issues there is, is that like Mars makes sense in terms of having like the ability to planet hop. It doesn't necessarily make sense in terms of the ability to settle. Right. Simply because like, I mean, if we could, you know, you're essentially going to have to build systems that are going to generate oxygen that are going to mm-hmm. uh, supply fresh water that are going to do a number of things. And I just don't know that that's feasible. But that's on your way to the asteroid field, the asteroid belt. That's not populating right. Mars. It's building industrial complexes on Mars. And that's, and that's the thing is like, I think that there is actually some, some viability in, in doing that, but it's, it's one of those things where, the the real answer is going to be deep space mining aka mining the asteroid belt and yep, being yep, able yep. to get the raw materials from there and it's just you know mars is going to be a jumping off spot before you get to the next one until you can figure out how to create self-contained systems that are going to capture enough moisture and, and capture moisture from you know glaciers and asteroids in the asteroid belt you know that's really what it boils down to i love it all right those are our conspiracies thanks for listening to public access america my name is jason his name is jeffrey and we will be back right after this song to those who would tear the world down we will defeat you this is our moment this is our time to those who seek peace and security we support you yes we can and to all those who have wondered if america's beacon still burns as bright tonight we prove once more that the true strength of our nation comes not Can do for you. I have a dream. Ask what you can do for your country. My poor little children. 
Yes, we can. One day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. To public, to public access, access America. America. Yes, we can. Sunday live streams Sunday on live YouTube. Streams. I wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad. On Twitter, Twitter. Apple Podcasts, Podcast. Stitcher, Smart, Stitcher Radio, Smart Radio, 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 Radio Public, and Spotify. Yes, we can. Public Access America. History in the making. Making history in the making. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.